Okay, I'm here with the number one New York Times bestselling author, co-host of a podcast called The Connect, which I recently saw that your your co other co-host was <laughs> coming up. But my favorite thing that I enjoy about my next guest is that he roasts Twitter trolls like all day. Love it, can't get enough of it. Shay Serrano. <laughs> Thank you for joining Remotely Renee. I am excited about this one. This is the most interesting man in the world, by the way. This is what me and my manager, Paul, always say. This guy. Okay, so Shay, thank you for joining <laughs> That's a That's a super big buildup. I'm gonna spend the whole interview and just be as boring as possible now. No, that's don't it. do it. Don't do it. I'll let people <laughs> know what they are getting. Do you know? Because <laughs> a lot of different things so I, I just like what you do and I'm going to start with halfway books so mm -hmm. how did it become a thing why is it named that way because my first thought I think of is ain't no such thing as halfway crook so there okay, it is. that's my first thing but you let me hear you say what what's, what is it all about that is exactly why it is named what it is named it's a, a play off of the mob deep line from shook ones which is a, an outstanding rap song probably one of the greatest rap songs of all time um so I, I am working at the moment on a rap book myself. Working on rap book, uh, working on any sort of book is a very lonely process. You're the only person really working on it for, you know, 14 months or 15 months until you start giving it to your editor. So I started this thing, Halfway Books, which is like a, basically it's a pretend publishing company that I run where I just hire my own writers to write about a rap thing. In this case, I hired five writers each of them to write about one specific album, about 3,000 words. And then we just build it as like a, basically as a, as a digital thing. You read it on your phone or your iPad or computer or whatever. And then we put it up for sale and you know, all of the money goes directly to them. But I just wanted to have some people who were working on a rap thing while I was working on a rap thing. And then I can have some friends and paying people to be my friend. That's what no, it is. So I like that. And that's what I was gonna say about you being an author. Typically when people hear author, they don't think of Scrubs. They don't think of The Office. They don't think of rap. You know, when you think of authors and what they write about, but that's what I love about what you do. You write about different type of topics, topics that somebody that might not read might actually read your stuff. So how did you get, like, like first, how did you just even get into that field to, like, I'm just going to write a book. Like, I'm just going to do it. Now, all of this stuff that happened with my writing career, it all was an accident. I was teaching, I was a teacher middle school teacher for nine years my wife was a teacher as well we were getting married she got pregnant with twins a few months into the pregnancy she had some pregnancy complications she couldn't work anymore and then all of a sudden it was like you know we have one teacher salary that's supposed to pay for me and her and these two kids that we have coming and yeah it just it wasn't it wasn't enough you teachers make like a thousand bucks every two weeks or something um we we're living in houston it just didn't didn't fit so I was trying to find another job that I could do to just float us until she went back to work. And, you know, I tried to target or pop a dough or whatever. And I kept getting turned down because they said I already had a full-time job and I couldn't work when they needed me to. Wow. So I'm just Googling work from home jobs. Ryder was one of them. I said, I guess I'll try this. I started so you freelance. you never written anything before? You just kind of no, no, no. university did like just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you, when you grow up a certain way, it's just like you get a, if you need a thing, you have to figure out how to get the thing. I didn't have any experience with any of that. I didn't know anybody in the field. But yeah, it was just like, everything is on the internet. Let me read about it. Let me get some books and start sending some emails and see what happens. And then, you know, that took off. I did that for a few years, freelancing. 
I eventually got like a full-time writing job and then I started doing books um, around 2013 or 14 is when all of that stuff opened up for me really. Like that's crazy. Like I never heard someone that fell into being an author in a sense of, like, I know the autobiographies the athletes and them do and it's ghost written anyway, but that to me, yeah, no, I would like that's, so to me, I have a parent, like a mom that's a college professor, I have a sister that's a doctor. So to like, I understand that just figure it out. Like, Based. yeah 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 author? never would have thought of it and speaking of okay so we're talking about different people a lot of people call teachers heroes you know like mm -hmm. because they teach and everything who is someone that you would consider a hero in real life like somebody that may not you know like for instance some people might consider you a hero in real life because you're giving people a way to to write giving people a way to express themselves halfway books is is a job opportunity for people and that's what you needed and you created that so who would you consider is a hero in real life? Am I, is this a thing where I'm like not allowed to pick my parents or whatever? I have to. Oh yeah. Okay. Do, well, both. do both actually. I want to do both. Yeah. All right. So yeah, we'll go, we'll go that way because uh, you know, we grew up on the South side of San Antonio. My, they, my parents, they had me when they were teenagers and my, you know, they had to drop out of school. Nobody got a degree. They're just like hustling their way through it. And so you're growing up watching them do that, watching them go through the like, the little food stamp hustle where you're flipping like two for one type of things or, or the like the big trash hustle where you borrow someone's truck and then you drive through the neighborhood and, and pick up the like valuable pieces of trash and take them to the, to the flea market and clean them up and sell them. Or, you know, I'm watching them like do what they need to do to, to make it. So you, you know, I, I become a, a grown up and I find myself in some spots where I'm like, Oh, I don't know how we're going to pay these bills. I'm just going to try and do what they were doing hustling for that yeah. so there's that one and then like yeah yeah we're we're saying you're saying a bunch of nice stuff about me i'm like just turn it back to you i started following you when i saw you doing all of the activism stuff during the during the protest and i was like well i know this person from following the WNBA. let me see what's going on and i think it started out real small you were just out there like handing out bottles of water to people as they were walking by and i'm like oh okay cool and then four months later you're on every tv channel and and show like it, I, you did you did the exact same thing like that i'm sure that wasn't that what probably wasn't your plan or what you had like aimed for but you just were following your feet it's, a, it's the same thing here so i'll pick you there you go oh, wow thank look that's lit okay i'm definitely going this is definitely going to be <laughs> thank you shay so now i'm going to switch gears a little bit so james harden just turned down 50 million dollars in one year two year 100 million dollar contract the main reason though, did you know why he declined it? I just saw it like 20 minutes ago. I said his, the, the owner's support of Trump is what I saw, okay, which is so awesome. This awesome. created a huge debate. Okay, that's interesting. This created a huge debate because as I was on TMZ, my co-host was saying that this is ridiculous. Athletes should not be doing political decisions like this because at a certain point, maybe we should all just break apart. What are your thoughts on athletes making like these type of decisions that may not be basketball related, but other things related? Like, what are your thoughts on that topic? Oh, all of this stuff is all tied together. And if you know that your boss is somebody who supports this person who is making life very difficult for anybody who isn't a rich white man, I don't need to be here if I don't want to be here so I can just leave. I'm all, I'm all for it. I am 100% all for it. Okay, good. No, that's, and that brings me to another thing. So a lot of times when the athlete makes a decision to leave, it's like a whole different scenario than when the team makes a decision to leave. For instance, DeAndre Hopkins. So I, I know everybody. <laughs> I'm going to go. I quit. I'm out of here. 
I'm out of here. This is the worst well, interview I've ever done. <laughs> so tell me, what are your thoughts on that? Because you see how if the player makes a decision, sometimes people have a, a problem with it. But when a franchise decides to get rid of a good player, no, it's no problem. It's just a trade. It's just part of the business. What are your thoughts on DeAndre Hopkins? And what the that, that was like one of those situations where a, a sports trade happened and it just really hurts in your chest a, a whole, whole lot. This is one of the best receivers in the, in the, in the NFL. 2018, this is my favorite like recent football stat of all time. 2018, they threw the ball, Deshaun threw the ball, or whoever other quarterback we might have had when Deshaun was out, threw the ball at DeAndre Hopkins 115 times during the 2018 season. 115 times they threw it at him, and he caught it 115 times. He had zero drops for a whole season. Every time they threw the ball to him, he caught it. And then, you know, so you, it's, it's unreal. The, at the time, the greatest in the, in the NFL, you can argue top two or three maybe right now. Um, but you have this guy. You have this guy that is just beloved in Houston, just a beloved person. Every, you know, the only stories you hear about DeAndre are good stories. Same as like when we had Andre Johnson, same as what you hear about Deshaun. The only stories that ever come out are like, he, does, he did this really nice thing for these people, blah, blah, blah. But he gets into it with Bill O'Brien, and Bill O'Brien at the time was not only the coach, but also the GM who's supposed to have oversight over the coach, and Bill shipped him out of there. I think Bill, I think Bill knew he was done at the, at the Texans, and he was like, you know what? Let me just, let me just burn all these bridges real fast. Right. Let me set it all on fire. And Terrible. We, we need to get a first-round pick. Are you serious? Are you serious? What are we doing? What are we doing? Perfect, because we have a remotely ranting segment, and that's, like, so perfect for it. Um, and we also have another segment called Remote Reviews, and this is basically book club for TV. And I, like, I saw that you are watching a particular show, The Queen's Gambit. I need oh, dude, are you watching it? Are you watching it? Episodes in, so not, like, with no spoiler alerts, <laughs> tell me, like, about, like, why is this show so good? Rate it 1 to 10. One to ten. This is a solid nine and a half, maybe a ten. It's my, I think it's my favorite show. It's between this and Ted Lasso, my favorite shows I've watched this year. Okay. Um, but That's, Queen's I mean, Gambit. Nine seven, and a half is high, so I, I like that. So tell me, why is the Queen Gambit nine and a half? Um, okay, so the show is number one. It, it, it's a really smart show. I, I always like when we have a TV show where we're just watching smart people do smart things. Yes. And so, you know, there's like a bit of wish fulfillment there where there'll be like scenes where she's replaying a whole game and, and just in her head and doing it and like, man, I wish I could do something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so there's that. The, the actress in it, of course, uh, Anya, Anya Taylor-Joy is just outstanding. Um, it's shot in this really cool way. It has really cool colors and like they move the camera in this really interesting way. But what I found most enjoyable about it is that like the further into it you get, the more and more it begins to feel like you're watching a sports movie. Cause you know, she's like chasing down this, not necessarily a championship, but she's chasing down a big match against a, a big terrifying opponent. And she's just getting more and more powerful as it goes. And you know, like we're going to hit certain points where she's like going to mess up, something bad's going to happen, whatever. And then at the end, we're finally going to get the big showdown. But, watch, but watching it, Laramie and I, Laramie's my wife, we, we started it like Friday night, burned through it. It's like two in the morning. And then we wake up and we're like, let's go, let's go ahead and just crank out the rest of these. That's and we were all in. 
don't watch this show at night. Like, see, this show, like, that's what happened to me. I was like, all right, I'm going to start it. I'm going to watch an episode. And that's why I've watched three episodes. I should have been asleep. And I ended mm-hmm. up starting that show. Yes, that's yes, yes. what happened to me. Okay. Are you are you allowed to cuss on this podcast? Yeah. Oh, okay. Listen, we're watching it. And by the, like, as the matches are going, I have no idea what's happening on the board. I don't understand, like, chess yeah, beyond the very basic level. But I'm just there, like, fuck, fuck them up, Harmon. Like, I'm cheer- <laughs> like I'm watching a game, game is what it feels like. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to, like, read her face and her, her like, mega eyes and see, like, is she excited? Is she scared? What's going on right now? It's great. I it's great. Love it. Okay. Best sports movie. Of all time? Yeah. Your favorite sports movie of all time. White men can't jump. Okay. That's my one. Okay. That's my one. Basketball is your- my favorite sport. Shit talking is my favorite part of playing basketball. And we got Woody and Wesley doing it. It's great. Rosie That's Perez awesome. is in there too. Oh, yeah. No, you know, a lot of people, that actually hasn't been, that's the first uh, white man camp jump we have. A lot of people have been saying blue chips, uh, he got game. That's been the popular. Those, are, those, those are, are solid. Those are, those are okay. But white men can't jump. That's the one. That's, that's the, the one. one. Best holiday movie. Best holiday movie. Oh, man. You know what? I get, this is like a very corny pick, but I have been watching this since I was a kid. I feel like I was indoctrinated into this movie is a Christmas story. That one that they play 24 hours yeah, on Christmas Eve. It's a classic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If anybody doesn't agree, they're crazy. <laughs> All right, so what's your first vacation spot when things are free to travel and clear? Where are you heading to? Where are you going? Oh, man. I was just talking about this. I've been in, like, several fights with my family about Thanksgiving and Christmas and, like, the plans. Everybody's trying to, like, meet up. And I'm telling them we can't do this. We got whatever. So my, my first like thing I want to do once we're clear of everything is I just want to see all my people again. That's yes. it. You know, it, what and we've got a, a big, very active family. I just want to see them all. Oh, I look me too. And that I would say that's been one of the hardest parts. That's why, by the way, uh, on the show remotely, every episode, my mom is going to be on there and my sister, as well as my manager. So that's kind of the way that I felt like I was going to be able to connect more with them because of that. So completely, yeah, yeah, yeah. completely agree. What was your aim name? Do you remember? Oh, like instant messenger. I'm sure yeah, it was just my A-O-L regular name. Instant messenger. We, yeah, we didn't, we didn't have the internet at my house when I was like a kid in school. Even when I left the college, if I came back, I wanted to check my grades. Uh-huh. I had to like walk to the library by our house. So we didn't, I, we didn't really have that. Wasn't until like I got into college a couple of years where we got the internet. So I don't think I had one, but if I did, I'm sure it was just my regular name. Oh no, it, you know, I can guarantee you it would not have been your re- not on AIM. <laughs> I, was, I was RDM Taz on AIM. Like no, that would not, <laughs> <laughs> that would not have been your name. Okay, so this is remote scoreboard. Who are your favorite sports teams? Starting with the NBA, the Spurs, my, my beloved San Antonio Spurs. Okay. that's where I'm from. That's where I'm, I live now. I've you been got following the them since I was colors a, right now, just so happy. since I was a baby. The silver and black, you 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 know what it is. NFL. Uh, the Texans, sadly, we didn't have a we didn't have an NFL team in San Antonio. And when I, I moved to to Houston, right when the Texans were starting up, I was like, all right, I'll make this my team. Had I known how it was going to go, I would pick somebody else. Yeah, they're struggling. I mean, I'm here in Atlanta, so our Atlanta sports aren't killing it right now, but I got to just I gotta just fight it out. <laughs> what about MLB? Do you have a team? 
Uh, I only watch baseball when it gets to like uh, the last games of October or whatever. So whoever's playing the Dodgers, I guess right now, cause it, it was really fun to watch them win, but so usually gotta the Astros. Choose, you got to choose one for this one. Okay. I, I'll right. give you a pass on the MLB cause I wouldn't have a team. I mean the Braves, but WNBA team, it doesn't have to be like my team, but do you, are you like, cause you know, there used to be a team in San Antonio. The stars used to be. Yeah. 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 They, they were in San Antonio. They left, they became the aces. I started following the, M the WNBA when Asia got to the league and I was like looking for a team. Yeah. I said, Oh, well they were already in San Antonio. Let me like look, look up them. It was a young team. They had Asia, they had Kelsey. Um, and then, you know, they just kept getting these big drafts. We got Liz now. The Erica, like that's my team. Y'all uh, are y'all are stacked. We 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 would. I, I swear we. I was just on a Zoom the other day with uh with Sue Bird for this other podcast, uh -huh. and I fell back because we lost to them in the finals. But we, I think we would have beat Seattle if we had all of our pieces. Oh. If we had our pieces, I think we would have been okay. We, we listen with. You can't do much with Brianna Stewart when she get when she turns it on when she turns on the big engines. There's not a lot you can do. But I think if you have De'Erica Hamby out there chasing her around, bumping her, shoving her a little bit. That was a big blow. That was a big that, blow. That, that one hurt. Right before, the, right before the finals, that was that was a big blow. But Seattle's tough. I mean, I think you guys would give them a run for the money. It's probably going to be it's probably gonna be a rematch next year. You never know with, with those two teams. But look, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I hey, did, do you ever talk to – do you ever talk to Kennedy Carter? Is that like your friend? Oh, How does that I work? I don't, like, talk to her on a normal basis now. She she was like uh you know the, the when the rookies were coming in I was really excited about her. I was watching her a lot of Texas A and M. Yeah. Um, I started following her when she hit that big shot in the tournament that game winner. Yeah. That like pop pop. Yeah. From the top of the key. And I I'm like oh let me watch this player. Yes. You're yeah. a real fan of women's basketball. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So since we're all in the house a lot more, we all been eating a lot more. What's like your go-to snack right now? Oh, uh, I'm on like this healthy thing at the moment because I gained a whole bunch of weight in the quarantine so I'm like trying to join the club that's why I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm asking that's literally how this question became about yeah yeah so now like the snacks that we have in there are super lame snacks it's like sunflower seeds just something to keep like my hands busy my mouth busy you know oh, otherwise it's a ton of candy that is not one of the most interesting snacks in the world I'm gonna tell you that right no now. I, it's the worst it's awful it's I don't even like the way they taste I don't like any part of it but if I'm not doing that, it's going to be something else. Okay, so if you weren't doing your current job and you could pick any job, what would you pick? I would go right back to teaching immediately. Really? With that, yeah, yeah, that was the job that I felt like I was supposed to be doing. That was the job I cared about the most. I felt like the strongest connection to. Uh, if I could make like the same amount of money teaching as I do writing, I would be back in the class. As soon. So what were you teaching? Like what grade, what subject was it? Where, what were you teaching? I taught grade eight um, in South Houston. So like an inner city title one school. It looked like the school that I went to growing up. So it was like, you know, a predominantly Hispanic population. I taught the, the ESL sect, um, the like behavior, the behavior accommodations class sect, like the, you know, that group of kids. Um, and I, again, I did that for nine years. It was, a, it was the best job that I've, that I've ever had. Amazing because teachers do need more teachers. Um, what do you consider your dumbest purchase? Oh, I buy dumb shit all of the time. <laughs> all, no, I, all, I mean, all of the time. So the reason I, the reason that I'm asking this question is because I get maybe four Amazon boxes a day. Just, it's just part of my. Everyday <laughs> <life>. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that like the probably the goofiest thing that I bought was I really like this movie Bloodsport, uh-huh. and so I I like ordered a poster off of Amazon. They just like print it at somebody's house and then send it to you. Uh-huh. But that's not the dumb purchase. The dumb purchase is I bought a like a custom frame for it. I had one built, and it uh-huh. cost like four hundred dollars, and it's the most I ever spent like on any little thing like that for a fifty dollars. It is. It is. I mean, it's in my office. I haven't been to my office in a few months, but it's, I, I assume it's still in there. Okay. So if you had one, I don't want to say wish, but if you could tweak one thing in the near future, what would it be? I think the obvious pick here is that we, uh, that the pandemic just sort of is done. That would be awesome. But if it's, if it's not going to be that, if it's something great, you know, what I really want, I really want, the Spurs to be in the playoffs again we didn't get we didn't get it because of the you know whatever we didn't get it because we didn't get it but let's go with that let's go with that okay so you want the Spurs wait I think my guy plays for them still Rudy Gay is he still with you guys he is not no I'm sorry (laughs) because that's my fellow Husky I was going to say shout to my Husky guy but never never mind Shay okay no no I'm just playing I'm just playing with you he's still there he's still there yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so shouts to my guy Rudy Gay, UConn Husky. You better know it. He's repping the Spurs right now, but I rep anybody that's repping the Husky. So, my last question that I always like to ask people: How are you connecting while being remote? How are you staying connected with people? You know, Twitter is like terrible for a lot of things, but it's good for me for that. Uh, not not a whole bunch has changed in my own like little tiny personal life because of the the pandemic like when i was going to an office i was in there by myself anyway and mostly i was just seeing people on uh, on the internet or in my phone and so like the pandemic started i just like moved my desk to the house and now i just sit here and it's it's all the same stuff probably the biggest difference is i don't get to see my 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 family as i mentioned or i don't go i used to have like a lunch a lunch date every like three or four times a week. I don't get to do that. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's mostly Twitter. It's mostly texts. Mostly just like talking shit with my with my friends on there. Okay, cool. So you're a typer. You're not you're not the FaceTime calling people, hopping on. I've heard family Zoom nights, and yeah, it's not all that. No, no, no. I'm not. We I'm don't not, do that I'm either. By the way, I felt like I was like failing as a family member when people started saying what they're doing, what they're like to stay connected. I'm like. Okay, I need to make yeah. it up. No, 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 that's not me. The only person I really FaceTime with is my guy, Jason, the, the co-host you mentioned. Oh, yeah. It's, him and I are just like working on some other stuff, but we, we FaceTime every once in a while. That's okay. my guy. And that was supposed to be the last question, but that just reminded me, your podcast. What's going to happen with your podcast now? Um, I'm going to find another co-host, I think, and then keep doing it. I you do not know. Just, you, you, you don't want to do it alone. You got to have somebody there or it's not. Yeah. It's not fun for me. I've done them by myself before where you just like rotate guests in to me. It's more fun if I have like somebody who I can just be with more often. I'm a, I'm a lonely person. I need it. I need my <laughs> Shay. I'm shocked to hear you're a lonely person because I, like it's, you don't carry yourself that way. You carry yourself as like articulate, friendly, Maybe your trolls don't think that, but I've been <laughs> studying you, Shay. But I, I like yeah. that. And I thank you. Thank you. Thank you for connecting with me on Remotely
Hi, this is Dr. Laurie Santos. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. We believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can build a more connected community. Neighbor to Neighbor. It takes a neighborhood. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.